We are reading the tea leaves today after Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard spoke with the media at the NFL Combine. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast carving your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jake Arthur, and the guy you can't see but is sitting next to me is Zach Hicks. <laughs> and you know the two of us from HorseshoeHuddle.com. Uh, we are coming to you again from the NFL Combine today. Uh, we're doing a little just audio only. We're still putting this on, on YouTube, but... Uh, been thrown thrown some curveballs today after uh, after the media sessions in uh, terms of where we're going to record. Apparently, our favorite spot is now a hot spot. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're just doing what we can here. If you hear any background noise, just forget about it. We are at the combine. Um, so yeah, today uh, Chris Ballard spoke to the media. Shane Steichen spoke to the media today for the first time since he got the job. So. You know, he's been here a few weeks now, getting settled in, settled in a little bit. Uh, and you could definitely tell his vibe was a little different from uh, from the first time we spoke to him. So, Zach, this was the first time that you've really got to be at one of these things live and in person uh, with Steichen or Ballard. What, what were your what, what was the vibe check for you? What did you think? Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. You know, I, I'm not really used to these media moshes and stuff. I know you guys are. So I'm in there shaking and sweating and, and trying to play it cool. And maybe that's because of the layers I had on and stuff. I thought it was going to be a colder day. Than it was it was, it was hot. It was, yeah, hot. it was a little hot. You know, you get a bunch of sweaty dudes around each other and like one or two girls mixed in and stuff like that. We're all just soaked in sweat trying to get our, our two seconds of fame in here with uh, the GMs and head coaches. But no, it was cool. You know, it was cool to be a part of it. And, and I, I know that this is not typically the life for me uh, I'm more of the analyst type but no it was cool I mean it just just being able to see Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard and read their body language and stuff I mean who, who are we starting with here we're starting with Shane Steichen yeah or Chris we'll, we'll go with Steichen yeah first, let's yeah. let's start with Shane Steichen so Shane Steichen is a football dork you could tell just mm. from looking at the dude that is a football dork and I'm like thank you we need more football dorks out here yeah. you know more people that that I can look at and be like that's me that's me, a football door. My people. My people. And yeah, no, he's very, very methodical with his answers. Very, very intellectual, intellectual, just comes off like a nerd with it, you know, <laughs> which, which I love, man. So I don't know if that's the vibe you get because you've dealt with Frank Reich and mm -hmm. a little bit of Jeff Saturday and stuff like that. So I don't know what your vibe is with with Shane Steichen. But when I look at him, I think this is just a, a, a dorky dude who loves football. And that's a great thing. I'm not trying to say a bad thing about him. I know there's some negative connotations about that word, but no, I absolutely loved it. And and for someone like me, who is a football nerd as well, uh, it was, it was great just hearing from a guy like that, even if he was kind of hiding some of his answers. Yeah, no, he's, he's going to learn quickly about what, what you can and can't say as, as the head coach. Uh, you're definitely right. He's, he's different from Frank. We actually, we watched Frank speak, before Shane Steigen and before Chris Ballard, because of course we want to see what the old, the old head coach has to say. Um, but no, I definitely, Shane was definitely more relaxed now than he was at his introductory press conference, which understandably, right. Uh, you know, biggest day of your life to, to date. Uh, but no, you can tell the guy is just finally settled in. He's got a lot of the big stuff off his plate. Like 
he's just down to the nitty gritty of like, he wants to come here and study these players and talk to these players and just do football stuff. Right. Uh, so he, he seems like he's ready for that to weight off his shoulders. Um, I think he's honestly, I, I think he's going to wind up being kind of revealing. I think we'll get good answers from him during uh, media sessions and stuff. Um, maybe not to the level of like Nick Sirianni, who was always Lucy goose and like always brought a little humor to it. But uh, no, I, th- I think we're going to have a good time with Shane Steichen talking to him as the head coach most days during, during the, uh, the season. Um, he seems like he's already getting the hang of it. He seems a lot more comfortable and just, he, he's going to definitely be the type of guy you're going to, you're going to get, if you want football answers from him, you're going to get them. If right. you want to get some of the, the football politics and stuff, I don't know that he's going to, divulge too much on that yeah yeah which is fine you know for someone like me again i i take the quotes for the football knowledge and stuff i don't really care whatsoever about the football politics and stuff so this is great for me mm-hmm. i don't know about you guys and your beat writers and stuff like yeah. that but you know this stuff is amazing for me so i'm i'm super happy to have a coach like this but let's let's get to the real topic here mm-hmm. chris ballard and shane steichen were walking the same line when it came to quarterback stuff and we'll yes. we'll, we'll address it with chris ballard here um, but I'm, I'm sure you guys will see a bunch of articles from beat guys or guys who were just listening in being like, oh, Chris Ballard and Shane Steichen say size doesn't matter for a quarterback or, oh, we've had small quarterbacks succeed in this league. And it, it, you know, it matters that they're outliers. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything that was said today from Shane Steichen was anti Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. But for every pro Bryce Young thing that was yeah. said, there was a pro Anthony Richardson thing said. There was a pro Will Levis thing said. There was a pro CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bryce Young was the quarterback on everybody's mind, but he's the Heisman winner, yeah. you know, from from two years ago. So he's the guy that everyone was asking about. Like there was this one guy going around every podium, being like, "What makes Bryce Young so awesome?" Yeah. And, and that was what coaches were going with. Yeah. Uh, but. I, I think the biggest takeaway was Bryce Young's not off the table, which mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to come out and say Bryce Young is going to be off the table. Right. You know, they weren't going to come out and say, like, are we cut off at 6-1 and that's it. Like, they weren't going to say that. Even if they do, they weren't going to say that. But everything Shane Steichen said was more or less about a numerous amount of guys. You know, I, I didn't – the way that I saw it, I didn't take away Bryce Young's QB1. I took it mm-hmm. as there's still room for all four of these guys to be that top guy for Indy. Yeah, as as Ballard said, you know, the cement isn't dry until draft day. So they're going to work through all this stuff. And since it's going to be a quarterback that they pick first, um, God, the, the amount of work they're going to do, it, it really won't stop until draft day. Like, who right. knows when they have that final decision or, you know, their, their board ranked a particular way. Um, but what did you think about what Steichen spoke about with quarterbacks specifically? Because he did get into some football stuff and the football side of it. Um just we'll get into some of that, but some things he did confirm. Uh, he basically confirmed the reports that Jim Bob Cooter is coming and, oh, yeah. and yeah. Um, Cam Turner and Reggie Wayne was returning. He did confirm all that just to get that out of the way, which was good because he wasn't asked to confirm it. He was asked about what he thought about those guys and he went along with it. So that's all but confirmed. Um, so yeah, what did you think about like the football aspect of things that he said, whether it was quarterbacks or anything else? Yeah, you know, it was mostly quarterback. Yeah, you know, like you couldn't get away from the quarterback question. And yeah. Ballard addressed it, saying that he was definitely prepared for it. Steichen was definitely prepared for it. Um, but again, you know, there were moments where you were like, oh, that's Bryce Young or that's CJ Stroud, because the first thing he said multiple times, too, when asked about traits was accuracy. Yeah. Accuracy is the thing. Natural you know? accuracy. Natural yeah. accuracy. But then later he was asked, can you improve accuracy? And he said, yeah, with mechanics and with the right, <laughs> with the right coaching, yeah. you can improve accuracy. So, again, kind of that misleading but 
the biggest thing that I took away from his quarterback talk, and, and as a thing we hear from all coaches and the thing that we will not be able to see, this is what only coaches and GMs are going to be able to see. We have no way of seeing this. Is he mentioned the intangibles. He mentioned mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts was a guy who was in the film room from 6 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. every single day and a guy who had that growth mindset, which I love the growth mindset because yeah. I'm a big Carol Dweck fan. I believe Carol Dweck's the one who wrote the mindset book, uh, which I have like two copies of. I, I love the mindset book, and that's where growth mindset comes from. So I, if he's quoting that, great job, Shane. But, uh, yeah, no, he mentioned the mindset these quarterbacks have to have, and that's something that we're not going to be able to see. So we can speculate all we want saying, oh, Bryce Young did all this and he has to have that mindset. We don't know how they're going to view that mindset. Or, you know, we could say on paper, Bryce Young is a growth mindset guy. But when they talk to him, they don't come away with that. Mm -hmm. You know, so that points away from Bryce Young. So, again, a whole lot of nothing, but in a great way. You know, the mindset is the most important thing. And Steichen seems to have that down. So I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. He he did divulge a lot on that. And I think that'll be the X factor. We we talked about this, I think, last week or you know, a week or two ago, but that'll be an X factor that we cannot find out during the, the process. Right. It's something that will be behind closed doors is how do they feel about these guys as in their preparation and their their desire as football players? Cause everyone's talked about it. You know, um Steichen hammers that home and Ballard has talked about there. The player doesn't have to be Peyton Manning, but they have to have that Peyton Manning, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady mindset. That's the type of yeah. person they want no, leading the team. Right. And it's not even those guys. It's the Josh Allen mindset where yeah. Josh Allen knew early on he sucked. Like, and, and, yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying this in really blunt words. He knew early on he had a lot of things to improve yeah. on. And he had that growth mindset to keep getting better. He didn't, he didn't sulk, sulk and dwell on it. He didn't say like, what was me? He didn't point fingers to other people. Mm. He said, I need to improve. And he worked on his mechanics. He worked on his mind. He worked on certain things to make himself a better quarterback. Jalen Hurts did the same thing. Pat Mahomes did the same thing. Pat Mahomes came in the league saying that I don't know how to read the defense. Exactly. And he was, he was saying that in terms of the level of Tom Brady, he wanted to be able to read a defense like Tom Brady. So he viewed himself as someone who needs to get there. That's that growth mindset. So that's what Steichen was talking about. And, and personally for me, you know, if you see, one or two of these guys that has that kind of mindset, you need to take them because those are the guys that hit. You yeah. see that you can talk arm strength, you can talk accuracy, you can talk yada yada yada, but the guys who hit have that growth mindset. Mm. And that's exactly what they're talking about. So yeah, I'm I'm completely on board with that thinking. I don't care if you're the most traitsy quarterback ever or the least traitsy quarterback. If you have that mindset to continually get better and to not point fingers and to handle all the stuff that's going on. Those are the guys that hit. So yeah, I'm, I'm Shane Steichen was 100% with all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's just something it's a, it's a blessing and a curse for us in the, of the predictions <laughs> game. Cause there's four really talented quarterbacks who all as players have a, have an argument to be the top guy. And they're all, they all seem to have good heads on their shoulders. So we're right. just going to keep playing the guessing game this whole time. Uh, but before we move on to kind of talk about what Chris Ballard had to say specifically, let's talk about our friends over at Built Bar. If you guys are looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and the calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and that is that's an elite trait right there. We're talking about players with elite traits. Uh, that's right. It's real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it personally, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is they're healthy. 
only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Head to Walmart or Sam's Club today to buy a box, Zach. Big Bill Bar guy right there. Love it. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> All right. So Chris Ballard, um, he was he was his sassy self today. Oh my gosh. Okay. He came ready for the quarter. <laughs> he came ready for the quarterback takes, but uh he's he's on his heels a lot lately. He's, oh my he's gosh. on the defensive. He knows what's coming a lot of the time. I don't so the way I still I took it was I didn't see him on the defensive. I saw him as sassy, like he he was a sassy queen out there. Like he was <laughs> Like he, he was not to be trifled with, but it wasn't really defensive. Like he was, it was weird. He was so like direct mm-hmm. while giving us nothing. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> Cause right. like he had a question for instance about trading up, you know, yeah. I think Nate Atkins asked it. Great question. Really good question about doing whatever it takes to get to your quarterback. Whether mm-hmm. that is that mean training up, that's kind of what Nate was hinting at. And Chris was like, look, uh, it has to be for the right guy. It has to be for a guy that we value mm-hmm with those picks Mm -hmm. you know it can't just be trade up for the sake of trading up has to be a guy where we know he's going to be our quarterback for 15 years and be a stud and he's worth giving up multiple picks because chris ballard likes those picks yeah he was very direct about it but he also didn't say we're not trading up right he he just said said it that that has to be the conditions for right right so he was he was i mean he was sassy i mean if you guys look up the definition of the word sassy in the dictionary (laughs) you'll see chris ballard the way that he his hips were swiveling up there you could tell like he was (laughs) he was wagging his finger at us it felt like it was it was impressive but uh yeah no at the end of the day he was super direct uh he looked us all in the face and and told us straight but also he gave us nothing absolutely nothing which i love i mean that again this is the game that media people play with uh with this stuff and it was my first time seeing it and <laughs> and seeing chris in action as uh you know that sassy that sassy queen that he yeah. was i loved it it was funny yeah no for <laughs> sure he uh he he likes to take what he thinks the media narratives are and answer them preemptively you know he he talked about uh the colts do have some talent he really mentioned you know uh, guys like alec pierce uh, michael pittman jonathan taylor Braden Smith, he still thinks Quentin Nelson, like those guys are building blocks for them offensively. Yep. Um, so I will say one thing I love to hear because uh, when he makes a big mistake in an offseason and it comes to bite him in, you know, in the sensor bleep button, button in the ASS during, uh, <laughs> during the season, he does own up to it typically. And he knows the offensive line was not good enough. Uh, he knows they, they got better but it, they had to find the right combinations to get there. The combination that they had from the first day of OTAs through the first few weeks of the season was not the right one, and they put the, all their eggs in that basket initially. Um, they do they do kind of lean on the fact like, hey, we drafted Bernard Ryman, but yeah, it was the third round. That doesn't mean you were going to dra- – like, right. if that's what you set out to do, you would have done it earlier. You, kind, you I'm not going to say you lucked into that, but like that isn't a great thing to say was your plan. So – I don't think they're going to let the offensive line be an issue. Uh, they know they have a rookie quarterback coming in. They have an offensive-minded head coach. They want those guys to be able to click on all cylinders or at least give them the tools to do so, and there's nothing better you can do for that than to make sure that offensive line is as good as you can get it. Are you saying that we're going to pay for a right guard, Jake? Is no, that what you're saying? No. Oh, are we going to I'm pay? going to say at the very least there's going to be insurance and competition for every spot on that offensive line. Okay, we're going to see a bunch of one-year $1.127 million <laughs> deals going out that's there. That's the to, special. That's the special right yeah. there. But no, Jake, I know you're trying to delay the inevitable. But we're talking quarterback. 
on this episode. <sighs> it's every episode is quarterback. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's what almost every question that Chris Ballard got was. Yeah, really. Uh, and he was asked about him being a, a size person, about yeah. how you know size does matter to Chris Ballard when it comes to, like we know for a fact, size matters at wide receiver, yeah. cornerback, defensive end, even offensive tackle, except for the arm length. That doesn't matter, I guess. But uh, outside of that, we know size matters for him at positions. He yeah. has minimum requirements. And does that apply to quarterback? And he said, you know, there are exceptions to every rule, mm-hmm. but he's not going to go up there and say he doesn't have size requirements. You're right. And let me remind you guys, and, you know, hint, hint, wink, wink, we're obviously, we're obviously still talking about one quarterback here with yeah. all of this. Uh, he did say that there are exceptions, but we got to think with Chris Ballard, He's never taken those exceptions high. Right. Never. He never. He has always said that he does have those certain thresholds and everything. And I've even been around him in an instance where he's given specific examples of things he's done in the past. Yep. But to to break those thresholds and, and stuff, you have to have a special trait. And quarterback is something that they're going to be very reliant on a million special traits for that right. position. So if they ha- if they have a guy who they think checks all their boxes in a big way, then maybe size won't matter for him. And you know, Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard both talked about, especially Steichen in both sessions that he did, both with the local guys and and up on the podium. I felt gave examples of how they can win. You know, it's kind of how the quarterback sees the field. He gave an example of Drew Brees, and he had an elite ability to see the creases in the middle of the field and motor and uh, move through the pocket to get through those windows and if that's something they feel that bryce young can do then you know that's something they can do to circumnavigate some of the size concerns yeah yeah and again at the end of the day i i don't think i didn't come out of either one of their conversations thinking one quarterback or or not again for every pro bryce young thing there was there was a negative bryce young thing for every pro anthony richardson thing there was you know chris ballard said that having a bridge quarterback for a whole year could be on the table he said everything's on the table. Everything yep. is on the table. He did say that, and he definitely did not deny it. Uh, and he said, if a guy's special enough, but he needs a year, like that's fine. They'll do whatever because they're looking to the future. <laughs> that's actually a plug for an article that Zach wrote on uh, Wednesday about Marcus Mariota being <laughs> an ideal potential bridge <laughs> or backup for a rookie. But I digress. Continue. Yes, yes. But no, at the end of the day, uh, a lot of it was the smokescreen stuff, the stuff mm-hmm. not non-committal. But he was direct. He was very honest with his answers. He just wasn't super open. Yeah, his answers. That was the biggest thing. But uh, yeah, no, again, for all of you guys listening, being like, I know it was Bryce Young. I know CJ Stroud. I know it was Will Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. I personally did not come away. I mean, again, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you are better at reading the body language and reading the butt. Like for me, it felt like nothing's off the table, Mm -hmm. but nothing's on the table yet. And and one thing was really particular with me was when he was asking about being asked about going up to number one. He said, as of right now, he doesn't think that there is a guy that's that special yet, but they still have a lot of room to go. Yeah. He did say that right now he doesn't see that special guy yet. Yeah. There's an enormous amount of work to be done in these next two months. Right. Right. But he did particularly say that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as of right now, I would lean towards them not trading that pickup, but that's me reading the tea leaves on something I typically don't do. Um, He could have that one guy already in mind, so we don't really know right now, but um, no, he was, he did definitely confront the trade rumor stuff a lot. Yeah. He went after that. Yeah. And he, he definitely did. It's, he's willing to, he's willing to wheel and deal. Cause he also defended himself. You know, he always goes back to the DeForest Buckner thing. They traded 13th pick for him. Right. And I mean, that's not, that's, 
he, he kind of goes to that a lot, but it's just not really the same. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you're trading for an established all pro player. That's, you know, that's different than taking a swing at a rookie who you're projecting their future. You don't know what they are yet. So, you know, it's uh, that part of it's interesting. I'm trying to think if, if there's any other bells here on for me, because, okay. So you, you mentioned, you know, you're not pointing to any one guy and I, I still think things are so open-ended as well. But when it comes to Bryce Young with Shane Steichen arriving and hearing both him and Chris Ballard talk a couple times now since, I do get the feeling now, at one point, I didn't think Bryce Young was a realistic option at all. But at this point, while I don't think he, he may not be the front runner, I do now think he's it's a four-horse race and we literally do not know who is the winner. But I think he's in it. I yeah. think he's absolutely in it. Yeah, I still think it's fascinating because personally for me still, I think Shane Steichen's going to prefer Bryce Young. Yeah. And I, I've maintained that for a bit because, I mean, I wrote that big article about Bryce Young being the number one fit for Shane Steichen. Mm -hmm. I wrote that for HorseshoeHuddle.com. Uh, and you even asked a question today where you asked how much input is Shane Steichen going to have? And Ballard did say Steichen's going to have a good amount of input. I, I will say he didn't answer it how I wanted him. <laughs> no, no, he was sassy with you. Yeah. He, yeah, he was sassy. I, that's not, I, I thought he was going to answer it a different way because you know what I mean, like, when you're evaluating the coach, the head coach first, and you get an offensive mind head coach, and you know you're probably taking a quarterback first, you want to give them a certain amount of leeway and say in who that quarterback will be. And I mean, he did acknowledge, you know, of course they they want him to have some say, but he didn't really divulge much into that. Right, right. But to, he's been burned by that before. Right, you know? right. But to to kind of continue with what I was saying with that is, you know. I think if it were up to Shane Steichen completely and all by himself, it would probably be Bryce Young. That, mm -hmm. This is purely speculation, guys. This is not anything I took away from the presser mm -hmm. whatsoever. Pure speculation that I've had for weeks. I think it's going to be Bryce Young because he just fits what Shane Steichen has done with quarterbacks. But I think if it were purely up to Chris Ballard, Bryce Young would be fourth. Mm -hmm. Like, I do not I, – I still like, – especially there was nothing said today that made me think he's going to move Bryce Young up to one or two or even three. Like, I still firmly think Bryce, or Bryce Young would be the fourth one for Chris Ballard. So who wins in that fight? Yeah. You know, or do they Somewhere settle the on – Yeah, do they settle on someone in the middle? Or does Chris Ballard say, hey, if you believe you can turn this guy into a stud, I'll take him. Or does it go the other way? Shane Steichen says, you know what? I want Bryce Young, but I'll take whoever you want. And it goes to Chris Ballard's one. It's going to be the thing that we're fighting about – that they're going to be fighting about internally this entire offseason. They're going to be fighting about this whole week. They're mm -hmm. going to be fighting about in – the interviews they're gonna be fighting about on the with the first pick thing when yeah. <laughs> when we get those videos so uh yeah it's still an open process and there was nothing today that's that told me it wasn't uh and i still maintain the things that that you know i said a second ago that that shane steichen's gonna love bryce young chris ballard ballard would probably prefer more of his size guys because he likes the size guys but who wins out i don't know <laughs> yeah you you and i were were talking about this on the drive home yesterday the the southeast area scout is going to be very critical in this one right you know nor, some of these guys normally only have like one or two like really draftable guys that they can pound the table for and you know they're they're obviously can uh they can develop some you know you know blinder thinking about it but i don't i don't know if the one scout has bryce young and anthony richardson and perhaps Will Levis, that this one scout has all three, shoot, that, that guy's going to be able to shoot it straight with the rest of, of the scouting department there and, and give accurate answers. So that's kind of an advantage, maybe. Right. 
but they'll also give like Morocco Brown will be heavily involved in yes, this. I'm sure yeah. Ed Dodds might personally go to some of these pro days and stuff like that. Yeah. Even like it, it's going to be a very extensive process. And Shane Steichen, going back to Shane Steichen's presser, uh, I think this was when we were t- he was talking just to the indie media guys. He said, "If I know anything about how the Colts are run and how thorough my interview was, the interviews for these." these quarterbacks are mm-hmm. going to be super thorough yeah. and we're going to see which ones have that it factor and have those intangibles and who can read film and who is up at 6am and in and, and bed at nine 30, only watching film all day. Yeah. That's what they're going to be able to tell because they're going to be so thorough with this process. So I know the Colts haven't inspired much hope in a lot of you guys, and I'm not saying that they should, uh, but they're going to be thorough with this. They're going to land on a guy that they think can succeed. And if you trust in Shane Steichen's ability to draw up an offense, uh, I think they're going to be pretty good. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a long process, and I don't think we're going to have any clarity until minutes after the fourth pick is in yeah. on who the quarterback is. Uh, but that's the fun of it. You know, we can speculate and we can write uh, what if pieces. And Chris Ballard joked about that a couple times about we have to get our content out. We'll get our content yeah. out for sure, Jake. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's going to be that kind of process. And and it's, it's part of the fun of all this. Yeah, no, no. I think it was Steichen who said, you know, and this is not this is not irregular for draft picks, but you know they're gonna they're gonna shake every tree. They're gonna go back to these guys' high school coaches, their trainers, yeah. their teammates. They're gonna see how they legitimately are as preparers, as competitors. They're gonna they're gonna leave no stone unturned when they're researching these guys. And luckily for them, there are four bona fide guys at the top. They have their work cut out for them. They know what they need to do. Right. So I would hope by the time April, whatever it is, 27th, I think, by the time that date rolls around, they're confident in their draft board. Because think of it this way, it, they may want to trade up to number one, but that doesn't mean they can. Like, the Bears are in yeah. control of that. Like, it, they also said, you know, they're prepared if they need to, to go to two or three. Um, but they're not necessarily in control of that. So they have to have backup plans. And if there's only one of these quarterbacks that they like, Guys, they're not going to take one then. Well, they're they're not going to take one to take one. I'm telling you, if uh, there's if they only like one of these four guys, and he's gone before they get on the clock, they're not taking. Jake, they're going to probably trade back. <laughs> don't do this to me. We're taking a quarterback. It's Jake. a very real possibility. No, nope. saying nope. We're taking a quarterback. <laughs> We're taking you. You. You bet that they're not taking quarterback. I'll bet that they are, and we'll see who wins. Okay. I don't want to bet that they're not taking <laughs> one. I'm just saying there's an avenue for that to be a disaster scenario. <laughs> oh, oh God. God. Yeah. Bef- before we uh, before we let that thought creep into our minds any further, <laughs> I think that's it for us. Uh, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow, obviously, to keep talking combine, quarterbacks, draft, Colts buzz. Uh, we've heard some interesting things here. Uh, probably not going to say anything we don't believe yet. So, uh, yeah, just hang with us. We'll we'll tell you what we're thinking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Make sure you guys are following us on social media at Locked On Colts, at Zach Hicks two, and at Jake Arthur NFL. Guys, that's where you got to follow us. Make sure you give us your ratings and reviews. Jake, do you want to close this out for once? I sure will. You know, we're and, and again to add on to that, we're creeping closer to three thousand subscribers Ooh. on YouTube, guys. I think you guys have us at twenty five hundred right now. So uh, get us there soon. But uh, yeah, of course, thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez, they're here as well. Uh, they provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and the hidden gems that you guys, you know, they, they can change your favorite franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we'll see you guys. 
tomorrow.